0: hey fam hello 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 family i'm coming here with a message a warning or however you want to put this from the lord okay lord has been talking to me about these things that i'm about to say to you and he told me to tell his people so i'm telling his people i want to give a small disclaimer in the beginning family listen A lot of times in a conviction, right, if I say something and you you get a little convicted by it, you got to understand, right, it's the sword. I'm just coming with the sword, right? It's the sharper than the sharpest. And I know these things because when I get cut with the sword, it 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 feels weird. It kinda hurt. I don't I don't know how to take it, but that sword be sharp. You know, it's the sharper than the sharpest. It's cutting between joint and marrow. It's cutting between my flesh and the split the spirit. So it's gonna be uncomfortable. It's gonna hurt because the sword is cutting joint and marrow. So when I say things to you, it's because the sword. We are called to live a holy life. Okay? We are called to live a holy life. And yes, we all fall short to the glory of God. I fall short to the glory of God. But we are still called to live a holy life. So, as I go in with this message, I was giving this disclaimer that the sword is out. Okay? The sword is just out because Jesus said he ain't gonna bring peace but a sword. So, if I'm gonna follow him, I am to carry the sword that he came with. And I'm gonna carry my sword. Period. Okay? I'm not saying that, oh... Because we're called to live holy lives. I understand that we are going to fall short to the glory of God. I get that. I know that. I don't think that I'm 100% holy. But we are called to live this holy life. We are called when we fall to pick up our cross and carry it daily. We're not to go lay our cross in the closet and be like, I'll get it tomorrow. That's not what we call for. We call that carry our cross. If we fall, we get right back up and we keep on going. Hallelujah. We get right back up and go. So, the disclaimer's over. (laughs) uh, I'm going to start with what the Lord said to me. The Lord said, a siege is coming. These shortages you are seeing will only get worse. Everything that has been defiled will be plundered. To all who call wholeheartedly on the Lord will be saved. It's time to change your garments into fresh new linen. My people have a form of godliness, but deny the power to save them. I hear praises come out of their mouths, but their hearts are far from me. Come to be clean by me, repent to me, and allow me to wash you in the blood. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. And then another thing the Lord has said, because I put this part on a sticky note. He says, don't be comfortable with just giving me some things, just giving me some of the stuff. He said, but give it all to me. Hallelujah. He said, purify yourselves. So those are the other things that the Lord has said. And uh, Father, where you want me to get started? Okay. I want to take y'all to Zechariah chapter... Zechariah chapter four, I believe. Give me a second. Yes, it's a second. We're going to get there. Because we're going to start with his people because God had told me to start, you know, start with his people. Wait, let's go to chapter three. I'm sorry. It's not chapter four. It's chapter three. So let's um go to chapter three. Then the angel showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord. The accuser, Satan, was right there at the angel's right hand, making accusations against Joshua. And the Lord said to Satan, I, the Lord, reject your accusations, Satan. Yes, the Lord has chosen Jerusalem, who has chosen Jerusalem, rebukes you. This man is like a burning stick that has been snatched from the fire. Joshua's clothing was filthy as he stood there before the angel. So the angel said to the others standing there, take off his filthy clothes. Take off his filthy clothes and turn to Jeshua. He said, See, I have taken away your sins, and now I am giving you these fine new clothes. Then I said, They should also place a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean priestly turban on his head and dressed him in new clothes while the angel of the Lord stood by. Then the angel of the Lord spoke very solemnly to Jeshua and said, This is what the Lord of heaven's army says. If you follow my ways and carefully serve me, then you will be given authority over my temple and its courtyards. I will let you walk among these others standing here. Listen to me, O Jeshua, the high priest, and all you other priests. You are symbols of things to come. Soon I am going to bring my servant the branch. Now look at the jewel I have set before Jeshua, a single stone with seven faucets. So first of all, I want to stop at uh, where it says, "You are symbols of things to come." Listen, the Lord is going to begin to use His children to reign in this hour. We are going to be the symbols of our Lord and Savior. Okay, the Lord Jesus said, "Greater things He will, we will do because He is with the Father." And these greater things are going to begin to happen. It has already begun. I'm just saying it's it's gonna it's going to be more broad. You're going to be seeing it more, right? Because we know Jesus is the branch. Because if you go to Isaiah 11, it talks about him being the branch. So we are preparing the way for the Lord's return. We are preparing the way for the Lord's coming, okay? Because he's coming with a bride without a spot or wrinkle. Hallelujah, right? So you see how also he told, the the, uh, enemy was accusing Jeshua, right? He was coming with all his accusations. But the Lord said, I rebuke you. I rebuke you, Satan. I rebuke you. And you see how he forgave Joshua's sins? The Lord is saying, I want to do that for you. Yes, the enemy, he's coming and he's accusing me of things in your past. But I rebuke him, says the Lord. I rebuke him, says the Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come to me and allow your clothes to be changed. Let's change your linens. Let's give you a new turban. Hallelujah. Allow me to do that. Allow me to cleanse you. Yes, you have came to me filthy, but now let me clean you. Hallelujah. It says, um, I will engrave on the inscription. I will engrave an inscription on it, says the Lord of heaven's armies. And I'll remove the sins of this land in a single day. And on the, on that day, says the Lord of heaven's army, each of you will invite your neighbor to sit with you peacefully under your own grapevine and fig tree. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is doing it. He's, he's, he's removing the sins from his people. It's um. Remember how we was talking in a previous where I can't remember which one, but the Lord has said he's canceling debt. The Lord said, I'm canceling debts. Hallelujah. And a lot of us, we have piled up debts and the Lord said, I cancel it all. I've canceled it because you plead my blood. You pleaded the blood of Jesus. But listen here. Because then it takes us back to you having a form of godliness, but denying the power. When you plead the blood, you got to say, Lord, let me receive the power of the blood. Because you can have praises come out your mouth. You can say, I plead the blood of Jesus. You can say, he's my Lord and he's my savior. But if you deny the power, there is, right? How can your heart be softened? You get what I'm saying? How can you be purified? If you deny the power. Right? So we can go to 2 Timothy. Chapter 3. Verse 5. They will act religious. But they will reject the power that can make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Do not reject the power that can make you godly. We are called to live a holy life. Yes, we fall short to the glory of God, but like we said, you pick up that cross and you carry it. You pick up that cross and you carry it. Hallelujah! You remember how the man was just laying there and he was waiting for somebody to pick him up because he needed the water stirred, and the Lord said, "Pick up your cross. Pick up your mat. Pick up your mat. Pick up your mat and walk." You pick up your mat and walk. Don't just lay there. You pick up your mat and you walk. Don't just lay there and be like, I wish that somebody could dip me in the in the water. I wish somebody could stir the water. They could dip me. But everybody keep running in front of me. No, you pick up and you go. You push the crowd. Hallelujah. You push the crowd so you can get your, your, your linens clean. Do you hear me? We are called to live a holy life. Okay? that's just that's it that's it we are called to live holy period some people won't get it and some people not but you gotta worry about it for yourself okay yes you might say something people might look at you like who you think you are people might want to want to say whatever they want to say but guess what you know you called to live a holy life okay okay so give your sis a moment Okay, fam, so I was listening to the song earlier, right, and the, and the dude, he was saying, because he was dropping a bar, it was a bar, and he was like, well, I don't think how they think, they just think I'm judging. People gonna be like that, that's a bar, when you don't think how people think, they just think you judging, but it's just because you know that you have been called to live a holy life. Even if I fall short, I'm going to pick up my cross and I'm going to carry it. And I'm still going to have my sword. My sword is staying with me. Do you hear me? My sword is staying with me. Do you hear me? I'm quick to fall on the sword. Because listen, I need to know because I don't want to be defiled. I don't want to be defiled at all. Keep that energy for yourself. People not going to think how you think, but don't belittle yourself. Don't go back to your own vomit. Don't be don't be like a dog that returns to his own vomit. But you keep it going, okay? That was for somebody. That was for somebody. I just had to let somebody know that because that was for somebody. I felt that that rumbling. So um, I want to take you to Ezekiel chapter four, right? Hallelujah. And let's go to the first. We want to look up the definition of siege, right? Um, a military operation in which enemy forces surrounded a town or building, cutting off essential supplies, with the aim of compelling the surrender, the surrender of those inside. An operation in which a pol- when police or other force surround a building and cut off supplies with the aim of forcing an armed person to surrender, a prolonged period of misfortune. And the Lord is saying a siege is coming. Hallelujah. And either you are going to partake in the siege or you will be sieged. Either you will partake in the plundering or you will get plundered. Do you hear what I'm saying? I want to look up the definition of plunder for you real quick. Plunder means steal goods for from a place or person typically using force and in t- a time of war or civil disorder. The violent and dishonest accusations of property. Hallelujah. Now, when it's a holy plunder, you're going to go and you're going to get your stuff back. You're going to any camp and you get and get stuff back so it's, it's a holy plunder you get what i'm saying it's a holy siege because we coming in and, and who all who in the camp we making you surrender if the lord is telling me if somebody in the camp i need to go get listen i'm coming to you with force because i need you to surrender okay in the mighty name of jesus but if you are in the siege and you're getting sieged the enemy's going to, he's going to be coming all up on. He's waiting for you to surrender. Okay. That's what the enemy's going to do. If the enemy's going to plunder, he's going to take, he's going to take with yours. You're going to get plundered. You see the difference? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it says now, son of man, take a large brick and set it down in front of you. Then draw a map of the city of Jerusalem on it. Show the city under siege, build a wall around it. So no one can escape. Set up the enemy set. Up the enemy camp and surround the city with siege ramps and battering rams. Then take an iron griddle and place it between you and the city. Turn toward the city and demonstrate how harsh the siege will be against Jerusalem. This will be a warning to the people of Israel. Now lie on your left side and place the sins of Israel on on yourself. You are to bear the sins for the number of days you lie there on your side. I am requiring you to bear Israel's sins for three hundred and ninety days. One day of each year of their sin. After that, turn over and lie on your right side for 40 days. One one day for each year of Judah's sin. Meanwhile, keep staring at the siege of Jerusalem. Lie there with your arm bared and prophesy her destruction. I will tie you up with ropes so you won't be able to turn from... Turn from side to side until the days of your siege has been completed. Now go and get some wheat, barley, beans, lentils, millet, and emmer wheat and mix them together in a storage jar. Use them to make bread for yourself during the 390 days you will be lying on your side. Okay, family, I'm going to pause right here for a second. We are in a war. Do you hear me? Like that scripture just did something to me because we are in a war. It's not time to be playing. Every day you are fighting for your life period for real for real because we know that the enemy's coming with death we know the enemy is coming to kill steal and destroy daily even when you sleep he coming to kill steal and destroy nightly do you hear what i'm saying it's time to get yourself in order to put on your full armor of god okay because we in a war stop playing we are in a whole war stop worrying about what you see stop worrying about um How you feel. And get into alignment with the spirit of God. Say what you hear the Lord saying. Speak what you hear the Lord speaking. The truth is the truth. The truth is the truth. You get what I'm saying? It's a war going on. You need the full armor of God. It says, then measure out a jar of water for each day and drink it at set times. Prepare and eat this food as you would barley cakes. While all the people are watching, bake it over a fire using dry human dung as fuel and then eat the bread. Then the Lord said, this is how Israel will... Eat the foul bread in the Gentile's land to which I will banish them. Then I said, O oh, sovereign Lord, must I be defiled by using human dung? For I have never been defiled before. From the time I was a child until now, I have never eaten any animal that died of sickness or was killed by other animals. I have never eaten any meat forbidden by the law. All right, the Lord said, you may bake your bread with cow dung instead of human dung. Then he told me, son of man, I will make food very scarce in Jerusalem. Excuse me. It will be weighed out with great care and eaten fearfully. The water will be rationed out drop by drop and the people will drink it with dismay. Lacking food and water, people will look at one another in terror and they will waste away under their punishment. So I want to tell you about a dream that I had. This dream was like a couple months ago. And in the dream, I knew my house had got broken into, right? And I could tell because when I went to go look, when I first took like a first glance in, in in um in my dream, when I went to go look at my door, I just it it just looked like it was uh, messed with because I got this one lock on my door that you only can lock from the out, you only can lock from the inside. You can't lock it from the outside. So that's how I knew somebody was in here. But looking around, everything was still here. Like Every electronic, everything that was worth value was still in my house, right? But when I went to go look back by the door, because I'm like, I know I'm not tripping. Like, that's how I wasn't dreaming. Like, I know I'm not tripping. I know somebody was in my house. I started seeing a trail of food. That's when I paid attention to the trail of food on the steps. And then when I went into, um, like, my pantry, it was, like, food missing. And then when I went into my kitchen, my stove was gone. And I remember calling the cops, like, they stole my food. I was like, everything of value was here, but they stole my food. And they stole my stove. They stole the things that I needed to eat like and to cook with. They stole it. And like it was just like, you could just tell that stuff was like ransacked in my dream. And then I woke up and I was just like, okay, I was just thinking because the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And I kind of knew because for the longest, I have been warning like people around me, people close to me about food. I've been saying that for a while, but that's just... Go ask the Lord. Go ask the Lord. Well, he already done told you. So, just you just go ask him provisions because he just told you in the word right here. Because it says right here. Let's read it again. I will make food very scarce in Jerusalem. It will be weighed out with great care and eaten fearfully. The water will be rationed out drop by drop and the people will drink it with dismay. Lacking food and water, people will look at one another in terror and they will waste away under their punishment ask the lord for provisions on what to do the raven feet fed elijah when elijah went to go uh, visit the woman and her son she only had enough food in the beginning just for her and her son to eat and then they were going to die but the lord provided for that woman still um you know who else um Joseph, he provided for Joseph. You know, Jesus, he only had two, they only had two fish and five loaves. So you go ask the Lord for provisions. This is if you're really seeking the Lord, because he knows your heart. Like that's the thing. The Lord knows your heart. And if you're really seeking after him and your heart is after him, listen, even if you're not, your heart not after him, he want to purify you first. He he doesn't want you to fall under this punishment, but you got to get purified. Ask the Lord for the provisions, but first get your heart right. Don't ask for the provisions and you don't ask to get your heart right. Get your heart right first, then get the provisions. Because what are the provisions if your heart is wicked, is full of wickedness? You got to get your heart cleansed. And I'm not saying that calling you a bad person. We all have, have different things that the Lord is working with us on. Okay? So when I say that. It's just wickedness is wickedness. I can't say it no other way. It's just wickedness. But I'm not saying it to make you feel away. But if you feel away, you need to ask the Lord why you feel that way. That makes sense? Um, let's go to Isaiah 46. Bel and Nebo, the gods of Babylon, bow as they are lowered to the ground. They are being hauled away on an ox cart. The poor beasts stagger under the weight. Both the idols and their owners are bowed down. The gods cannot protect the people and the people cannot protect the gods. They go off into captivity together. Pay attention. You hear what he just said. Listen to me, descendants of Jacob. All you who remain in Israel, I have cared for you since you were born. Yes, I carried you before you were born. I will be your God throughout your lifetime until your hair is white with age. I made you and I will care for you. I will carry you along and save you. To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Some people pour out their silver and gold and hire a craftsman to make a God from it. They bow down and worship it. They carry it around on their shoulders and they set it down and they set it down it stays there it can't even move and when someone prays to it there is no answer it can't rescue anyone from trouble do not forget this keep in keep it in mind remember this you guilty ones remember the things i have done in the past for i alone am god i am god and there is no none like me Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish. I will call a swift bird of prey from the east, a leader from a distant land to come and do my bidding. I have said what I would do, and I will do it. Listen to me, you stubborn people, who are so far from doing right, for I am ready to set things right. Not in the distant future, but right now, I am ready to save Jerusalem and show my glory to Israel." The Lord, he is saying, I am ready. I am ready to save you. Not in the future, right now. Reread this and and listen to what the Lord is saying to you. He says, I am ready right now to do it. I am right now, I'm ready to set you free. Ask the Lord to take the stubbornness from you. Tell him to take take the rebelliousness from you. You get what I'm saying? To take the hard-heartedness from you he will do it but you gotta ask asking you shall receive you have not because you ask not we cannot fall under the excuse of the Lord still working on me okay I get what you saying but the Lord is ready to do a good work now he will do it and bring it to an end do you get what I'm saying he will finish a good work that he starts to you. but only you can do the hold up the Lord is ready he just said I am ready he is ready to do it for you now but will you be stuck in your ways? Will you be comfortable being in the lack? Or will you go step out into the uncomfortable? Will you go into the land of uncomfortableness and, and really seek and find who you were supposed to be? Will you be holy or you will you remain unholy? Hallelujah. Will you trust him to bring that good work into an end? What do you want to do? Does that make sense? Don't halt the process. Don't cling on to these to these things of your um sinful nature. Don't cling on to those fruits, but gain the fruits of the spirit. Hallelujah. Um let's go to Matthew Wait, hold on. Okay, now. Let's go to uh numbers 5 first. Purity in Israel's camp. The Lord gave these instructions to Moses. Command the people of Israel to remove from the camp anyone who has a skin disease or a discharge or who has become ceremonially unclean by touching a dead person. This command applies to men and women alike. Remove them so they will not defile the camp in which I live among them. So the Israelites did as the Lord had commanded Moses and removed such people from the camp. Then the Lord said to Moses, give the following instructions to the people of Israel. If any of the people, men or women, betray the Lord by doing wrong to another person, they are guilty. They must confess their sin and make full restitution for what they have done, adding an additional 20% and return it to the person who was wrong. But if that person who was wrong is dead and there are no near relatives to whom the restitution can be made, the payment belongs to the Lord and must be given to the priest. Those who are guilty must also bring a ram as a sacrifice and they will be purified and made right with God. All the sacred offerings that the Israelites bring to a priest will belong to him. Each priest may keep all the sacred donations that he receives. So the Lord is saying, you, you have to ask to be forgiven. You have to pay the restitution for your sins. You have to do those things. Now, if a person is dead, if a person, if a person is not in a stance to receive you, you come to me and you bear it all to me. You still ask me for forgiveness. It's the, the forgiveness still, you still need to ask me. Even if that person cannot receive it, if that person is dead, you come handle it with me first. You get what the Lord is saying? Because if a person is dead, don't just take it always naturally. If a person is dead and they're not in a place to receive what you're trying to do, you take it to the Lord. You have to, uh, you have to, even before you can like say it to anybody else, you have to ask the Lord. Like, Lord, can you forgive me for this? You got to handle it with the Lord. You got to let go of the hurt and the pain with the Lord first. Because there's some people who might not ever be able to receive what you're saying to them. But you got to make it right with the Lord because he is what matters. And then, yes, some people can be physically dead and you can't make it right. You still got to make it right with the Lord. You still got to let these things go with the Lord. You get what I'm saying? Now I want to take you to Joshua 7. But Israel violated instructions about things set apart for the Lord. A man named Achan had stolen some of these dedicated things. So the Lord was very angry with the Israelites. Achan was a son of Carmeah, a descendant of Zemirah. Son of Zariah of the tribe of Judah. Joshua sent some of his men from Jericho to spy out the town of Ai, east of Bethel, near Beth-Avon. When they returned, they told Joshua, there is no need for all of us to go up there. It won't take more than two or three thousand men to attack Ai, since they are... Are few Since there are so few of them, don't make all our people struggle to go up there. So, approximately three thousand warriors were sent, but they were soundly defeated. The men of Ai chased the Israelites from the town gate as far as the as quarries, and they killed about thirty six who were retreating down the slope. The Israelites were paralyzed with fear at the turn of the events, and their courage melted away. Joshua and the elders of Israel tore their clothing in dismay, threw dust on their heads, and bowed face down to the ground before the ark of the Lord until evening. Then Joshua cried out, O sovereign Lord, why did you bring us across the Jordan River, or if you are going to kill the If you're going to let the Amorites kill us, if only we had been content to stay on the other side, Lord, what can I say now that Israel has fled from his enemies? For when the Canaanites and all the other people living in the land hear about it, they will surround us and wipe our name off the face of the earth. And then what will happen to the honor of your great name? But the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Why are you lying on your face like this? Israel has sinned and broken my covenant. They have stolen some of the things that I commanded must be set apart for me. And they have not only stolen them, but have lied about it and had hidden things among their own belongings. That is why the Israelites are running from their enemies in defeat. For now, Israel itself has been set apart for destruction. I will not remain with you any longer unless you destroy the things among you that were set apart for destruction. Y'all catching what the Lord is saying? Get up. Get up, commanded the people to purify themselves in preparation for tomorrow. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, hidden among you, O Israel, are things set apart for the Lord. You will never defeat your enemies until you remove these things from among you. In the morning, you must present yourselves by tribe and the Lord will point out the tribe to which the guilty man belongs. The tribe must come forward with its clans and the Lord will point out the guilty clan. The clan will then come forward and the Lord will point out the guilty family. Finally, each member of the guilty family must come forward one by one. The one who has stolen what was set apart for destruction will himself be burned with fire along with everything he has for he has broken the covenant of the lord and has done a horrible thing in israel don't hold on to these things while you're in the lord's camp you have to what is set apart for the lord you leave it set apart for the lord what is what has to be destroyed in destruction you allow it to be destroyed in destruction the lord says if you cling on to it you will lose it if you cling on to your life you will lose it but if you lay your life down you will find it do you get what he is saying The the enemy will have power over you if you hold on to these detestable things. If you're holding on to things that the Lord has said, set that apart for me. If you hold on to these things, the enemies will be able to overtake you. Do you see how the enemies was able to chase them out the land? But when you are set free and when you go to the Lord and you do not do things that the Lord told you not to do, you shall overcome and conquer your enemies. Do you hear what I'm saying? Early the next morning, Joshua brought the tribes of Israel before the Lord and the tribe of Judah was singled out. Then the clans of Judah came forward and the clan of Zerah was singled out. The families of Zerah came forward and the family of Zem- Zemiri was singled out. Every member of Zem- Zemiri's family was brought forward person by person and Achan was singled out. Then Joshua said to Achan, my son, give glory to the Lord, the God of Israel, by telling the truth. Make your confession and tell me what you have done don't hide it from me Achan replied it was true I have sinned against the Lord the God of Israel among the plunder I saw a beautiful robe from Babylon 200 silver coins and a bar of gold weighing more than a pound I wanted them so much that I took them they are hidden in the ground beneath my tent with the silver buried deeper than the rest hallelujah it don't matter what you trying to cling on to? You could try to bury this thing as deep as you want to bury it, but the Lord is a God that sees. He look, he sits high and he look down low. He see everything, baby. Okay, he sees everything. He sits high and he look low. You see how he said that? I had, I, I. He buried the silver deeper than the rest. The Lord, he sees all you see how he said bring everybody out i want everybody to come out by each basically by each person i'm gonna show you who is the one that is defiled do not bring things from the former land into this new land this new land calls you to be holy do you hear me So Joshua sent some men to make a search, then ran to the tent and found the stolen goods hidden there. Just as Achan had said, with the silver buried beneath the rest, they took the things from the tent and brought them to Joshua and all the Israelites. Then they laid them on the ground in the presence of the Lord. Then Joshua and all the Israelites took Achan, the silver, the robe, the bar of gold, His sons, daughters, cattle, donkeys, sheep, goats, tent, and everything he had. And they brought them to the Valley of Acre. Then Joshua said to Achan, why have you brought trouble on us? The Lord will now bring trouble on you. And all the Israelites stoned Achan and his family and burnt their bodies. They piled a great heap of stones over Achan, which remains to this day. That is why the place has been called the Valley of Trouble ever since. So the Lord was no longer angry hallelujah and that goes back to it's a siege either you're gonna take part in the siege or you're gonna be sieged either you're gonna take part in this plunder or you're gonna be plundered do you see how he he took part in the plunder but he defiled himself and got plundered you gotta go into this this uh war holy hallelujah the lord he's going to give you the armor you need he gonna give you the linen he will give you the strategy he will give you the provision he will give you the turban. everything you need the lord will give you but you are called to be holy you are not called to hang on to anything in the past life you are called to be raised to new life in this new land do you get what i'm saying because a siege is coming it has already began but the lord is saying what you have seen is only the beginning what you are seeing going on is only the beginning okay when you go to the next chapter right the Israelites defeat I. Then the Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid or discouraged. Take all your fighting men and attack Ai. For I have given you the king of Ai, his people, his town, and his land. You will destroy them as you destroyed Jericho and its king. But this time you may keep the plunder and livestock for yourself. Set an ambush behind them you see how the Lord was giving them strategy? The Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, I pray that you give each and every one of your children strategy, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Even my brothers and sisters that might not come across this episode, Father, I'm praying that you still are giving them strategy in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, I I receive strategy for myself, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, I had to let that be said. And I bind up any enemy that try to come up against it in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm severing them at the roots by the power of God. Okay? But you see how the Lord, he gave them, he was giving them strategy. He said, you will destroy them as you destroyed Jericho and his king. Listen, when you go into this place holy and you're not defiled and things that are set apart for the Lord, you leave set apart. Things that are marked for destruction, you leave them marked for destruction. You will defeat and overtake the enemies and the camp. But if you go against what God said, the enemy will come and he will defeat you. He will chase you away. Okay? Um. God is so good. We got to finish reading this because I love how the Lord just come in with the strategy. So Joshua and all the fighting men set out to attack I Joshua chose 30,000 of his best warriors and set them out at night with these orders, hide and ambush close behind the town and be ready for action. Oh, the, the you Okay, let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. God's so good. When our main army attacks, the men of I will come out to fight as they did before and we will run away from them. We will let them chase us until we have drawn away them away from their town. Who Okay. The Lord, when I was reading that, the Lord said, trust. You got to trust me with this strategy. You got to trust me. It's not going to sound like how you think it should sound, but trust me. I'm going to tell you what to do, but trust me. Okay. I'm going to give you strategies. Trust me. Trust what I'm saying to you. Trust that I am the Lord, your God. Trust that I will never leave you nor forsake you. Trust that you have the victory in me, says the Lord. Okay. We will let them chase us until we have drawn them away from the town for they will say, see how now, cause they was running away. So you, when the Lord gives you this strategy, you're going to be just like them. Well, why would I hide in ambush why don't we all just go in and overtake but the lord is saying no i need you to hide in the ambush okay because i'm gonna draw them out i'm gonna draw them out of their safety i'm gonna draw them out of the safety and the comfort of their own town i'm gonna bring them into your territory says the lord i'm gonna bring them into where you are at says the lord and you shall overtake them says the lord so listen The Israelites are running away from us as they did before. Then while we were running from them, you will jump up from your ambush and take possession of the town. For the Lord, your God will give it to you today. Set the town on fire as the Lord has commanded. You have you have your orders. So they left and went to the place of ambush between Bethel and the west side of Ai. But Joshua remained among the people in the camp that night. Early the next morning, Joshua roused his men and started towards Ai, accompanied by the elders of Israel. All the fighting men who were with Joshua marched in front of the town and camped on the north side of Ai, with a valley between them and the town. That night, Joshua set about 5,000 men to lie in ambush between Bethel and Ai on the west side of the town. So they stationed the main army north of the town and the ambush west of the town. Joshua himself spent the night in the valley. When the king of I saw the Israelites cross the valley, he said to all, "To he said, Wait, hold on. He and all his army hurried out in the early morning and attacked the Israelites at the place overlooking the Jordan Valley. But he didn't realize that there was an ambush behind the town, Joshua and the Israelites army fled toward the wilderness as though they were badly beaten. Then all the men in the town were called out to chase after them. In this way, they were lured away from the town. There was a there was not a man left in Ai or Bethel who did not chase after the Israelites and the town was left wide open. Mm-hmm. Glory be to God. When the Lord said to Joshua, point the spear in your hand towards Ai, for I will hand the town over to you. Joshua did as he was commanded. As soon as as Joshua gave this signal, all the men in the ambush jumped up from the position and poured into the town. They will quickly capture it and set it on fire. When the men of Ai looked behind them, smoke from the town was filling the sky and they had nowhere to go. For the Israelites who had fled in the direction of the wilderness now turned on their pursuers. When Joshua and all the other Israelites saw that the ambush had succeeded and the smoke was rising from the town, they turned and attacked the men of Ai. Meanwhile, the Israelites who were inside the town came out and attacked the enemy from rear. So the men of Ai were caught in the middle with the Israelite fighters on both sides. Israel attacked them and not a single person survived or escaped. Only the king of Ai was taken alive and brought to Joshua. When the Israelites army finished chasing and killing all of the men of Ai in the open fields, they went back and finished off everyone inside. So the entire population of Ai, including the men and women, was wiped out that day. 12,000 in all. For Joshua kept holding out his spear until everyone who had lived in Ai was completely destroyed. Only the livestock and the treasure of the town were not destroyed. For the Israelites kept these as plunder for themselves as the Lord had commanded Joshua. So Joshua burnt the town of Ai and became a permanent mound of ruins desolate to this very day. Joshua impaled the king of Ai on the sharpened pole and left him there until the evening at this at sunset. The Israelites took down the body of Joshua commanded and threw it in front of the town gate. They piled a great heap of stones over him that can still be seen today. The Lord's covenant renewed. Then Joshua built an altar to the Lord, the God of Israel, on Mount Ebla. He followed the commands that Moses, the the servant, had written in the book of instructions. Make me an altar from the stones that are uncut and have not been shaped with iron tools. Then on the altar, they presented burnt offerings and peace offerings to the Lord. And as the Israelites watched Joshua copy the stones of the altar, the instructions Moses had given them that all the Israelites foreigners and native born alike, along with the elders, officers, judges were divided into two groups. One group stood in front of the Mount Gezerim, and the other in front of the Mount Ebla. Each group faced the other and between them stood the Levitical priest carrying the Ark of the Lord's covenant. This was all done according to the commands that Moses, the servant of the Lord, had previously give, given for the blessings of the people of Israel. Joshua then read to them all the blessings and curses Moses had written in the book of instructions. Every word of every command that Moses had ever given was read to the entire assembly of Israel, including the women and children and the foreigners who lived among them. Hallelujah. The Lord is giving strategy. Hallelujah. And do not forget to give the Lord the first of uh, the first of what he tells you. If the Lord tells you set apart something, you set apart something. Okay, that when he whatever the Lord tells you to do you do it because if not the enemy can now overtake you. So you do what the Lord said to do. Okay, family. Um, Hold on. I want to let me go there. Hold on family. Give you a second. Mm. I encourage y'all to read Jeremiah 30 because the Lord, he's promising deliverance. He's promising that he will deliver his children, but you have to wholeheartedly give it to God. You got to wholeheartedly give everything to the Lord, everything. Surrender your whole self to the Lord because nothing defiled can be in the camp. See what happened to the men. We just read what happened when he brought some things that was defiled into the camp. Don't let that be you, fam. And I ain't going to let that be me. In the mighty name of Jesus, by the power of God. And I ain't speaking in pride. I'm surrendering to my Lord. That's how I know. He got my yes and my amen. That's how I know I ain't going to let it be me. Because I trust the Lord with all my heart. And I lean not to my own understandings. Do you hear me? And I pray that you do the same. All you can do is give the Lord your yes and stand in your faith. And whatever he do, that's your works. That's the works. Does the Lord tell you to do something in your faith? Your works is what he told you to go do. You hear me? Not what you think is right, but what he told you to go do. He is a God that speaks. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? I want to take you to Matthew 20. Hold up. Matthew 20 no Matthew 15 what am I talking about 20 I'm sorry for you Matthew 15 verse 8 mm, see this is talking about inner purity again let's let's read it let's start at verse 1 some families and teachers of religious law now arrive from Jerusalem to see Jesus they asked him why do your disciples disobey our age-old traditions for they ignore our traditions of ceremony of they oh sorry for they ignore our traditions of ceremonially hand washing before they eat jesus replied and why do you by your traditions violate the direct commandments of god For instance, God says, honor your father and mother and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. But you say it is all right for people to say to their parents, sorry, I can't help you. For I have vowed to give to God what I would have given to you in this way. You say you say they don't need. To honor their parents. And so you canceled the word of God. For the sake of your own traditions. You hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. For he wrote. These people honor me with their lips. But their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a fierce, is, is a farce, But teaching they teach man made ideas. As commands for God. Then Jesus called to the crowd. To come and hear. Listen he said. And try to understand. It is not it's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. Then the disciples came to him and asked, Do you realize you offended the Pharisees by what you just said? Jesus replied, Every plant not planted by my heavenly father will be uprooted. So ignore them. They are blind guys leading the blind. And if one blind person guides another, they will both fall into a ditch. Then Peter said to Jesus, explain to us the parable that says people aren't defiled by what they eat. Don't you understand yet, Jesus asked? Anything you eat passes through the stomach and goes into the sewer. But the words you speak come from from the heart, and that's what defiles you. For from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. These are what defile you. Eating with unwashed hands will never defile you. So the Lord is saying, because basically what he's saying is like, why are you following man-made traditions? Because those are not going to keep you from being saved. You following the actual commands of the Lord are what's going to save you. These, this man-made teaching, that's not going to do it for you. It's not about what you do, but it's about what's inside of you that counts. It's about what comes out your mouth that defiles you because that's what's inside of you. It's not about what you put in, but it's about what, you, what comes out. You can do all these teachings and you can think that you're doing so much, but it's what comes out your mouth that defiles you. Does that make sense? It's not the outside that makes the cup dirty. It's the inside of the cup that be dirty. That's, that's the following. Would you rather drink a cup that's dirty from the outside or a cup that's dirty from the inside? Which cup you want to drink? I mean, the Lord can clean the whole cup. He can wash the whole thing. But I'm just saying. You know? So, um, one more thing. Hold on, because I was, oh Lord, give me, give me back, give me back, give me back, give me back. hold on oh amos three and three okay let's read it let's read the whole amos Listen to this message, the Lord has spoken against you, O people of Israel, against the tire family I rescued from Egypt. From among all the families on the earth, I have been intimate with you alone. That is why I must punish you for all of your sins. Can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? So I want to stop right there for a second, because remember he was like blind guys. And he was like, um, how, how like they're blind guy, like how you're both going to fall into a ditch. Because if you're both blind, how can either one of you see? You got to come to an agreement with the Lord. Because how can two people walk together without agreeing the direction to go? You can't walk backward and Jesus is walking forward. How can you follow him? You got to be walking, want to walk together. You got to be wanting to walk together in unity. Because you have to choose the direction. And Jesus Jesus said I, he is on a straight and narrow path. Okay? His path is narrow and is straight. Don't look back. Don't be lost, wife, and look back. Because you're going to get stuck. But it's a straight and narrow path. How can you walk if first? You don't agree with the Lord. How can you be on a walk with him if you don't agree to what his words is so that his words is life and truth? How you got to agree with that first before you can start walking? Yes, we are all on a walk with Christ, but we got to agree on the direction and the direction is the narrow path. Does a lion ever roar in a thicket without first finding a victim? Does a young lion growl in its den without first catching its prey? Does a bird ever get caught in a in a trap that has not that has no bait? Does a trap spring shut when there's nothing to catch? When the ram's horn blows a warning, shouldn't the people be alarmed? Does disaster come to a city unless the Lord has planned it? Indeed, the sovereign lord has never done Indeed, the sovereign Lord never does anything until he reveals his plans to his servants, the prophets. The lion has roared, so who isn't frightened? The Lord has spoken, so who can refuse to proclaim his message? Announce this to the leaders of Philistia and the great ones of Egypt. Take your seats now on the hills around Samaria and witness the chaos and oppression in Israel. My people have forgotten how to do right, says the Lord. Their fortresses are filled with wealth. Taken by theft and violence. Therefore, says the sovereign Lord, an enemy is coming. He will surround them and shatter their defense. Then he will plunder all their fortress. Remember, either you doing the plunder or you getting plundered. We, his word, listen, listen, it's the word of God. This is what the Lord says. A shepherd who tries to rescue a sheep from a lion's mouth will recover only two legs or a piece of an ear. So it will be... For the Israelites in Samaria lying on luxurious beds and for the people of Damascus reclining on couches. Now listen to this and announce it throughout all Egypt. Say the Lord, says the Lord of the Lord God of heaven's armies on the on the very day, I will punish Israel for its sins. Excuse me. I will destroy the pagan altars at Bethel. The horns of the altar will be cut off and fall to the ground. And I will destroy the beautiful homes of the wealthy. Their winter mansions and their summer houses too. All the palaces filled with ivory, says the Lord. And the learn not playing. He, he's just not playing. That, I, I think that's how, I believe that's how we're going to end it. Unless Father, do you have anything you want to say, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus? Okay, let's go to Isaiah 26, um, verse three. Um, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. That means he ain't going nowhere. He humbles the proud and brings down the arrogant city. He brings it down to the dust. The poor and oppressed trample it underfoot and the needy walk all over it. But for those who are righteous, the way is not steep and rough. You are a God who does what is right and you smooth out the path ahead of them. Lord, we show our trust in you by obeying your laws. Our heart desire is to glorify your name. In the night I search for you; in the morning I earnestly seek you. For only when you come to judge the earth will people learn what is right. Your kindness to the wicked does not make them do good, although others do right and the wicked keep doing wrong and take no notice of the Lord's majesty. Hallelujah! It says, "O oh Lord, they pay no attention to your upright, upraised fist. Show them your." your eagerness to defend your people. Then they will be ashamed. Let your fire consume your enemies. Lord, you will grant us peace. All who have accomplished all we hold on. Lord, You will grant peace. All we have accomplished is really from you. Oh, Lord, our God. Others have ruled us, but you alone are the one we worship. And if you keep on reading, family, keep on reading because the Lord is doing a mighty work. hallelujah because the lord he's doing it trusting him and he will keep you in perfect peace okay you he will keep you in peace that's that that's my song i think it's by i need to buy him and it's peace I, re- I probably told you this last time i read this scripture because i remember it. but all who keep him in perfect peace okay he'll keep you in perfect peace just ask the lord keep don't don't run away from him but draw close to him agree to walk in the same direction as him There's two people cannot walk together unless you both first agree on the direction to go. Okay? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Is there anything else? The Lord says, tell my children I love them and I want to do what's right by them. He said, but they have to come to me. Hallelujah. So, family... I love y'all so, 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 so much. Let's say this together. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.